Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Chaos Fitness Podcast. My name is Brandy and I am your host. Um, so today, this should have been episode one, but I'm going to go into my fitness journey. And uh, this is the third time I'm trying to record this podcast. <laughs> um, I... I'm going to condense it down because I don't want this podcast to take forever, but it is going to be a lengthy one. So I've been at this since 2012, so it's been a good 10 years, and um, it started far before that, so um, we're going to go way back. So when I was five, my best friend, I remember the place in my room, what toys we were playing with, like, I remember all the details, but she called me chubby, and so ever since I was five, I have known that my body is, like, different than other people's, so I've been very body aware, like, my whole life, and, um, that didn't, like, stem into any dis- or any eating disorders or anything growing up, but it just, like, I was very self-conscious from a young age. I knew that I didn't wear, like, the same size clothes as other people. Um, I did carry weight. I had a very chubby face. And um, I'll have to post pictures of when I was a kiddo. But so from, like I said, from a very early age, I was very body aware of what I look like. So um, I didn't play sports like in early childhood um I started playing soccer when I was 10 and that was my life so I wanted to become a professional soccer player like every young soccer player does my favorite movie was Bend It Like Beckham (laughs) um so I played soccer until my senior year in high school my sophomore year in high school I tore my ACL and my meniscus I played on it torn for about a year and a half before I had surgery, and I, when I was cleared to play soccer, I was told that I didn't deserve to be on varsity, although I was on varsity from freshman year, the middle of my freshman season, I got bumped up, so um, that ended my soccer career, and hindsight, I'm glad it happened because I probably would have retorn it going in. I wasn't in good shape when I was cleared to play. So, um, but that's kind of where my fitness journey started. I was always kind of athletic, not the most athletic, but was good at soccer. Um, I had a lot of potential, but that wasn't my path. So, After you sustain an injury and you quit playing sports, I played soccer year-round, practiced at least two, three times a week, games once a week, so it's quite a bit of activity, and then just as a kid, at least like when I grew up, you're pretty just active outside. So we rode bikes, skateboarded, longboarded, scooters, everything. So, um, but when you get to... 18, and you don't have anything better to do with your time other than work, then 
I mean, I started drinking when I was in high school. So when you quit playing sports and you start drinking, then there's a lot of weight gain. I remember weighing myself after I had ACL surgery and I think I weighed a hundred. Yeah, I was 139 pounds when I started my weight loss journey in 2012. I was 190 pounds. So I gained quite a bit of time from the lack of activity, eating whatever I wanted, drinking a lot, um, starting to party a lot. So um, I didn't start skinny by any means. And by the time I got into fitness and into working out and stuff, I definitely was not in good shape at all. So, um, I do come from the fat kid side. I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but I was a chubby kid growing up and I was never skinny. So, um, I'm five foot six. And if you're around that height, girls typically look really good. 135 to 155 pounds. Um, so anyways, um, like I said, I was drinking a lot and, um, I worked out some at the gym when I did running start through the college when I was in high school. Um, shout out to Atlanta. We would go to the gym and do cardio and sometimes abs because that's all we knew how to do back then. So, um, Elena is one of my very long-term clients. If you guys didn't know that, you've probably seen her on my Instagram. But so um, I got into fitness because I remember one New Year's Eve, I couldn't fit into any of my clothing. I hated the outfit that me and my friend had picked out. I had a meltdown because I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. And as somebody who's very body aware, and with the weight coming on so fast, it was just like such a detriment to me. I just remember the way that I felt. I cried. I threw, I honestly like threw a little bit of a fit that night because I just was so fucking uncomfortable in my own skin in so many ways. And I felt heavy. My joints hurt. Like I had an ACL surgery a couple years prior to that. And it just, in so much pain, like walking hurt my knees. So after that New Year's, New Year's resolution, I found a diet. I think the first diet I had tried was the, it was called the HCG diet. And you like took these drops and ate 500 calories a day. And of course you're going to lose weight doing that because you're eating 500 calories a day. So I think they're like 20 day things or 30 day things. I can't exactly remember, but I remember losing 20 pounds doing that and then going right back to eating the way that I was and then gaining some weight back and then doing that again and then gaining weight back. And it was a yo-yo process. And then during the summers, I'd like try and lose weight. The winners gain it all back. So... I tried that diet, I tried Advocare, I tried Atkins, I tried Weight Watchers, and I got to the point to where I got down from like 190 to 175, pretty pretty good. Um, still drinking throughout this entire time, like, I literally, I remember me and one of my friends would go to like our Weight Watchers meetings, and like on weigh-in day, we would just go out and get fucking plastered drunk, 
and then the diet would start on Monday or the next day, whatever, but we'd drink and eat all this shit, and it's so funny talking about this because these memories, like, pop up into my head, but it's like, yeah, so you kind of get the picture. There was years of yo-yo dieting from about 2012 to 2015, so in 2015, I started working at the Spokane Fitness Center, and at this point, I had gotten into a little bit of weightlifting, so um, I can't remember what year, but my friend Morgan competed in a bodybuilding show, and she looked really good, and I think it was 2014 or 2015, but she looked really good. Of course, she she's had muscle for forever, but like she was lifting and um, had abs and had muscle. And I remember being like, oh, well, like, I don't want to look like that because she's too muscular, <laughs> which cracks me up because she wasn't like she looked she still looks super good. She's just now she's literally had abs since middle school. But um, that's a different story. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. She might she won't hate me, but she'll probably laugh at this. But I remember seeing her pictures on Instagram being like, oh, like, damn, she looks good, but I don't want to look like that. But it'd be cool to like halfway look like that. So she was always kind of an inspiration to me to get into weightlifting. And then I remember like there's this supplement company called Shreds. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but they like advertise on Instagram and advertise everywhere. Like these crazy transformations and they basically just steal people's pictures or buy people's pictures excuse me whatever they wanted to do or whatever they did and like false advertising basically because supplements don't get you results and if you don't know that right now i'm telling you that supplements do not get you results they supplement your needs but do not get you results so I bought the supplement program and it came with a weightlifting program, which is pretty awesome because that introduced me to free weights. Um, I forgot. So, sorry, I'm kind of like all over the place with this timeline, but we'll rewind just a little bit. So probably like 2013-ish, I started lifting weights at my apartment gym and... Um, that was like my first introduction to lifting weights and it was machines, so not free weights. So that was like my first introduction and then we moved and then I got a gym membership at like a commercial style gym. It's called the Spokane Fitness Center. Um, so now we'll fast back forward to when I tried the shreds programs and shit programs, they're like named like shredding or like building or whatever and Honestly, they just changed the rep schemes and some of the exercises, but it was great for me because I didn't know any better and it like showed me some ways to do like basic weightlifting, basic dumbbell exercises, um, like preloaded barbell exercises. So um, that was like my introduction to free weights. And then I found these programs by someone called Kayla It Signs. Um, now the workouts are called Sweat. And there were circuit programs that involved weights. So that was kind of like my second introduction to weights um, in a circuit style format. They were great. I 
quote unquote toned up my body and lost some weight doing this. Um, throughout this period of time, diet wise, I was trying fad diets and then it got to a point to where I would just kind of track my food and my fitness pal, kind of not sometimes. Um, I have a log from like 2012 in my fitness pal, so I've been OG member of it for a long time, but, um, during this time, I remember, like, I'd have, like, a yogurt and banana for breakfast, I would have whatever for lunch, dinners were, like, I've always kind of had, like, protein, carbs, no vegetables, because I don't like vegetables, <laughs> but that's kind of always been what my meals were like, so I'd have, like, chicken and rice, or, I don't know, bacon wrapped chicken breast, or with potatoes, like, things like that. So I've always had, like, rice and potatoes. That's how I grew up eating. Um, we always had a protein, a carb, and, like, a vegetable, so. Um, but I remember, like, thinking that getting a smoothie, like, a Jet Tea smoothie, and ham and cheese bagel from the coffee stand was healthy before I learned what was healthy. And I just... Ah. <laughs> the things you don't know when you don't know. I would think, like, granola bars were healthy or sandwiches. And there's nothing wrong with that stuff. Like, once I learned about macros, it totally changed my mindset on everything. But... So anyways... um, And then... After this period of time, I tried, like, Beachbody. I didn't really sell it. I'm not really a salesperson, but I really like their shakes. But then come to find out that they're way overpriced and you can get something, like, way better quality for way cheaper. And then um, I'm going to bring up something a little sad, which some of you know about. Um, in 2015, my boyfriend's little brother passed away. And so drinking became, like, a really big part of our lives because we partied a lot after that. And, like, my boyfriend drank a lot after that. You cannot blame him. His boyfriend was literally his best friend in the whole world. They were super close in age. Um, but that whole... So from 2015 to 2017, like, I took care of him. I went to school. I went to the gym. Um, I still worked at the Spokane Fitness Center at this point. Um... So I consistently worked out because I worked at the gym and that's honestly like what kept me going and what saved me. Um, I can't remember like time-wise when exactly this happened, but my now the gym owner of one of the gyms that I work at, Krista, she worked at the fitness center and she is actually who introduced me to macros. She was a bodybuilder at the time. Um, she competed in the bodybuilding division. I believe, or it may have been women's physique. Yeah, she was women's physique, but incredible physique. She still has an incredible physique, but um, she is the one who first gave me macros. And since I tracked my food for so long and I had basic understanding and I knew how to read nutrition labels, this became pretty easy to me. Um, I'm really good with numbers. I'm really good at like puzzle pieces. And that's what macros is like. I call it macro Tetris. Like you're just trying to make the numbers fit. So, um, she told me buy a food scale, weigh out your food, measure your food, blah, blah, blah. That was it. Which it should have been it because I was not paying her. So she gave me macros for free, like, which was super nice of her to do. So 
that was kind of my introduction to macros. And yes, so this was in 2016. And in this point, Morgan, my friend, had competed multiple times. And so that was really inspiring to me. And then Instagram's getting bigger and like you're following people and they're posting about their food and you follow more like fitness people. And so I followed a couple people who also competed. Um, And then working at the gym, you're surrounded with people who compete in bodybuilding too. So finally I was like, fuck, I want to do this. Like, I think I can do this. And um, I'm somebody who like researches almost everything, like, and then I get obsessed over it, so, um, my co-worker, Morgan, she's a different Morgan than the one who competed, but she's like, oh, I follow this girl named Amanda Bucci, you should watch her YouTube series on her prep and see if, you know, that makes you want to do it still, because she goes into, like, the good, the bad, the ugly, so I watched that YouTube series, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in, like, let's do this, so that's kind of how I got thrown into competing, and, Honestly, weightlifting-wise, not ready to compete. Nutrition-wise, definitely not ready to compete. Um, I yo-yo dieted for a long time. I was basically always in a caloric deficit unless I was, like, drinking and binge drinking on the weekends. So, however, competing came at the right time. Like I had mentioned, I spent from 2015 to 2016, like... I'm not going to say taking care of my boyfriend because he had his own job. We, he paid his own bills. and But I took care of him when it came to his drinking. And I watched over him for a long time. So when I decided to compete, it was the first time in a long time that I decided to do something solely for myself. And when people compete in bodybuilding or powerlifting... It is usually the first time somebody does something, like, solely for themselves, only for themselves. This thing isn't going to benefit anybody else. Um, So, I'm going to give you kind of a picture of my life when I did my first bodybuilding show. I worked part-time at the gym. I worked 20 hours a week. And I um, also was in college. So I was full-time student at the time too. And so um, I hired my first coach and immediately he put me on like 100 carbs, 200 grams of protein, and an hour of cardio. Me having watched a YouTube series on a prep, I was like, big red flag. Like, I'm going to find somebody else because no, I'm, I'm not like doing that. I know that this isn't right. So I found another coach and he did posing. He gave me macros. The macros that he gave me were actually great. Um, I don't remember what they were, where they started, but they were actually great. Um, so I've done macros kind of from the start. I've never been on a meal plan. I've never had to experience that before, but I don't think I could. I'm somebody who needs to be flexible because I do have cravings and if I don't satisfy those cravings, then I will binge. So, um, it's so funny though, because in this period of time, like, I had just learned how to do like lap pull down correctly, and I didn't even know how to deadlift. And it's like, 
any of my clients who want to compete, like, I make sure that they have a foundation before they go into a prep. Like, in a foundation when it comes to exercise, foundation when it comes to food, everything. I definitely didn't have those, but it was what I needed at the time. So my first prep, I got up to 70 minutes of cardio six days a week. And my macros, the lowest my carbs got was to 100 and I don't remember the other, I think 35 fat, and I can't remember what my protein was at, I think 165. Um, and then that coach didn't go to my first show. Um, so I didn't work with him after, because I was kind of mad about that, because he was local. But I had awesome friends who, like, helped me through the show process. However, like, two weeks before the show, um somebody at the gym like told me that they would never think that I was a bodybuilder or that I was competing because I wasn't skinny enough and I didn't have enough muscle. So that was kind of like a hit to my ego and like all my hard work. And then a week out from my show, my coach told me that I still had about 10 pounds to lose before I would even like be considered competitive. So that was also like a big hit. So going into the show, I already felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, something I haven't gone into yet is like, I had really bad stage fright before this. So this was like a big challenge for me to overcome. I competed for a few reasons. I competed because I knew it was going to get popular and I wanted, knew I wanted to be a personal trainer. So I wanted to immerse myself in that environment to make connections and to learn the process and put myself through it. And it was more of a bucket bucket list thing to do. Um, I also competed to have like a fitness goal because I was just aimlessly lifting weights and it gave me something to shoot for as far as a goal. And um, I already kind of went into it, but it was something for me that I could do. And it pulled me away from drinking. It pulled me away from the partying. And honestly, it saved my life. And eventually like saved my relationship so um if I didn't get into competing me and Corey would fully definitely not be together still so a lot of reasons but competing did save me um so stepped on stage and I was hooked I wasn't really hooked to being on stage I was hooked to the process so I like I loved the grind of prep I loved the routine I loved show day like getting ready for the show I still like don't particularly enjoy being on stage all that much um my last show I enjoyed it the most that I ever had before so thinking of it now it kind of scares the shit out of me again but so after my show in 2017 I did one show that season I didn't work with the coach after that because I didn't like what he said to me a week out from the show of like and maybe he was just giving me realistic expectations, but I would never tell my competitor, like, oh, yeah, you still have 10 pounds to lose. Like, why the fuck are we doing this show if I, if you still have all that weight? So um, that's another story of on another podcast of giving yourself enough time to lose weight. But so after that show, I took things over on myself. I kept my calories way too low for way too long. And then I finally hired 
Lydia Pritchard, um, Lydia and Mel, they own Top Gun Fitness. And it was a pretty great experience working with them. Um, they're great people who are here locally in Spokane. So, um, I hired them. We did like eight weeks of higher calories. She raised my calories up. And this time I got off birth control. And I didn't know how this would affect me later on. So, you'll kind of hear the story. And if you know anything about hormones, you can kind of guess what was going on. But I didn't at the time. I don't think Lydia was as immersed into the hormones then as she probably is now. It's more like common knowledge. But, um, so I prepped with Lydia. My first 12 weeks of that prep, I did not lose weight. I basically maintained and I worked my ass off. Calories were getting low. Cardio was getting high, and I still had 12 weeks to go. We did a 24-week prep, and or 21-week. I don't know. But I still had 12 weeks to go, and I still had, like, 20 pounds to lose. So I almost backed out at that point. But her and her husband were like, no, like, keep at it. Like, let's figure this out. So I stuck with it. With what I had known before, I probably wouldn't have. I um, I do kind of wish I pulled out of it, but I met a lot of great people that year. Everything happens for a reason. Um, uh, one of my best friends came out of that experience, so um, it was great. I work with Lydia in the off season, and then I just wanted to take a break from bodybuilding in general, so I quit working with her, and I coached myself for a little bit. I switched my training up from like six days a week, legs three days a week, upper body three days a week to a three day a week program that focused more on strength. And it was great. I'm so glad I did it. Um, finally learned how to deadlift and deadlift fairly correctly. Um, my deadlifts honestly have improved the best working with my most recent coach, but we'll go into that. So after my 2018 season, um, well, we'll say. I'm going to go back to my 2018 season. My calories got extremely low. Um, I was at 70 carbs at the end of it, 20 grams of fat, 145 protein, and as much cardio as I could get in a day as possible. So some days I would be an hour and a half. Some days it'd be two days. I got down to the point of like, just go do cardio whenever you can. If you have time in between classes, um, go walk on the treadmill, go walk outside, just get as much movement as possible. And I still didn't come in lean enough for those shows. So when I stepped off stage in 2018, I vowed to myself that I would not get on stage until I was lean enough for top call outs and until I had enough muscle for top call outs. And that's kind of how we got to here we are today, four years later. But anyways, fast forward back, um, I quit working with Lydia. I did my own thing. I tried lots of programs in this period of time. I tried three-day-a-week programs, which I did for a long time. I really enjoyed that. Full body, three days a week, um, mostly leg-focused. It was great. I saw a lot of progress with that. My body finally could rest and recover. Um, and then throughout that period of time, like my body looked so puffy I gained weight back really fast after my last competition and for a lot of reasons, like I was on very low calories um, for a long time. So increasing my calories, I just gained weight back. 
Usually after a prep, the first couple months, you just look a little bit puffy and inflamed while you're adding calories back. And so it just took a long time for my body to regulate. Also, back to the birth control topic, my hormones were tanked when I got off birth control. I had been on it for from when I was probably like 17 until, so probably from 2010 to 2016, I was on birth control. So getting off of it, it takes time for your body to regulate. You just don't stop taking birth control and your body regulates right away. It doesn't work like that. Your body takes about six months to regulate. And I didn't know that. Um, I don't think my coach knew that at the time. So it took a full year for my body to regulate off of birth control plus a little bit. I think when all was said and done, I didn't feel normal or good or the inflammation didn't come down until about February, March of 2019. So I got off birth control in November of 2017 and I didn't feel normal until January, February 2019. So I finally like started looking better, feeling better. Performance in the gym was finally good in 2019. So at the end of 2019, I hired Lauren Conlin, which is who I work with now, as my coach, and we were going to go into a prep that year. Well, we did go into a prep in 2020. So, and then the world fucking ended, COVID happened, and no show for me. Um, COVID was one of the reasons I had been prepping two people for those shows. And I saw like, and a lot of my friends, Amelia was prepping for that season. Laura was prepping for that season. And so I saw a lot of people just like devastated. They just worked all so hard to get to the bodybuilding stage. And it was like, it just got taken away from them because of COVID. So when it came down to it, um, in 2020, when I decided to pull out from the prep, I had just found out that I got into physical therapist assistant school. And I also, um, sorry, squirrel brain. So I just found out I got into school and I had heard the workload from school, like right off the bat was hell and it was super difficult, which it was. So I just decided to pull out of that prep. Um, and another reason, like financially, I had to quit my full-time job to be able to go back to school and competing is extremely expensive. We will go into that on a different podcast, but it's expensive. So, um, throughout these last two years, so when I got into school, I did gain some weight, um, from my lowest weight in my prep in 2020, my prep that not prep, but we'll call it a prep in 2020. I was at 148 pounds and um, I went back up to my average weight during school was probably like 160 pounds. Sometimes it was 165, sometimes it was 158, but that's kind of the weight range that I stayed in in the last two years and that's kind of where I'm at now. So, um, I started working with Lauren and Ryan Conley. He did my training and it wasn't personalized. It was just a program that um, Lauren's team puts out, but Ryan writes it. So it wasn't personalized, but it was great. It was four days a week, which has seemed to be 
about the perfect split for me. Um, upper lower, I would tag Ryan in videos and he would give me form tips. So I started perfecting my form more. I learned way more about programming in this time. So it made me a better trainer, made me a better coach. Um, and so fast forward to, you know, last spring, um, we did like a, at the gym that I work at at Go The Distance, we did a bench press and deadlift competition. And so I had a cli few clients enter in that. It was a ton of fun. Um, Ryan's programming got me interested in strength, which I was never interested in prior to working with Ryan. I thought it was kind of cool how much I could hip thrust, but really didn't give a shit about strength. I just wanted to look good. And one of the biggest things I've learned through Ryan's programming is strength is important for your physique goals. You have to get stronger. You have to progressively overload your training, which just means adding more reps, more sets, more weight over time. So Ryan's truly who got me interested in strength training. Um, but la this last spring, when we did the deadlift, deadlift competition, my client, Brittany, did really well. Like, really well. She pulled over 300 pounds in her first year of deadlifting, which is mind-blowing. This girl has the genetics for strength. Like, she's an incredible human. But, um... So she was like, well, I told her, I was like, you should do a powerlifting meet. And a bunch of my co-friends at the gym, powerlifters, were like, oh, is your client Brittany going to do a meet? She should. So I kind of like food for thought in her head. And she's like, oh, well, I'll do it if you do it. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do a powerlifting meet. Like, I'm a bodybuilder. That sounds terrible. But I'll do it for Brittany because if Brittany's not going to do it without me, then I'll do it. And so it, like, took us forever, like, it took me forever to actually sign up, but she's like, I won't sign up unless you do, so let me know when you sign up. And so I felt obligated. So I finally signed up for this powerlifting meet, and Brittany signed up with me, and it was so much fun. Like, I was so glad that I tried it. Um, I'm hooked. I haven't, like, announced this, but I am doing an another powerlifting meet this spring, most likely. I'm not going to make any promises, but I think me and Brittany will do it together again. So that was super cool. And throughout last spring, I was dieting again. My dipshit self got back on birth control, which was the worst mistake I could have ever made. Um, side note, birth control for me is not a good option. It makes me feel really depressed and more anxious than I already am. I'm already like a super anxious person, so it's just not for me. So um, I was in a dieting phase during this time, trying to lose weight. Nothing was happening. It was frustrating. And so graduation time came and my life was changing a lot. I was going through a lot and so I decided to make a coach change, um, and so I switched from Lauren to a different coach, and I worked with this coach for four months, and I totally realized, like, I needed a coach more like Lauren, so I'm back with Lauren now, um, and Ryan Conley, he does my programming now, took that four-month hiatus, but now back with Team LocoFit, and, um, Ryan is now one full in charge of my program. So 
that is like a quick overview of my fitness journey. Um, there's a lot of details I left out because we would be here for hours if I went into a lot of details on it. But, um, so now I'm trying to maintain my weight, um, while increasing calories, which has been working. This is one of the first times we've increased calories and my weight hasn't just like shot up. Um, it's taken a lot of hard work to get here, you know, training hard. I lift four times, four to five times a week. I have some accessory and rehab work that I do because I do have a shoulder injury right now. And then I'm, am trying to get like awesome glutes for when I compete in bodybuilding again. But so right now calories are high. I'm training hard. Um, Ryan's going to be gearing me up for hopefully another powerlifting meet if I decide to pull the trigger on that. And then I will start prep. I'm not going to say when, but soon-ish for a bodybuilding show. And I will finally be back on stage at some point in 2023. And I can't wait. And it's crazy because it's going to feel like the first time all over again. But... That is an overview of my fitness journey. It wasn't perfect. I tried a lot of diets. Um, I tried a lot of training styles. I coached CrossFit in that time and I didn't go over that, but I did like some CrossFit workouts in there too. Um, I didn't go through like my work history, but I've worked in a few gyms. I currently work in a couple different gyms. I have a lot of experience in the training world now, about four years of working in different environments with different people, observing different people. Um, I'm now a physical therapist assistant. So yeah, just, it's been a journey, but I didn't want to go into anything but more of like the fitness and nutrition side of my journey, just so you guys could get to know my journey a little bit more, but it hasn't been easy. There's been so many ups and downs. Um, and through all of this, through the last 10 years, I am still not where I would like to be. And that's something I do want to point out before I get off of this podcast is because when it comes to your fitness goals, the work is never done. I feel like there will always be something you can improve on. There's always going to be a new goal that you can go towards. There's always going to be something and you're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have periods where you look and feel your best. You're going to have periods where you look your best, but you definitely don't feel your best. Like when you can be in a bodybuilding competition, you feel like fucking ass at the end of that prep, unless you're a freak of nature, but most of us are not genetic freaks of nature. So you're going to have times where you're uncomfortable and where you don't want to be in. And by uncomfortable, I mean like where you have to gain weight to get through a stage of your journey to get to that next stage. Um, I went through that. I am going through that. I am not where I want to be right now, but I know that every part of my journey has had a purpose. It has taught me something new. It has taught me how to empathize with my clients. Um, it has taught me just like you know, nothing came easy. I've had to work really, really hard for everything I have. I don't have good genetics for strength. I don't have good genetics for bodybuilding. So I've had to work really, really hard to gain muscle, to gain strength. Um, 
yeah, so just know that every part of your journey is going to have a purpose. And if you're not where you want to be right now, like, girlfriend, guy friend, me either. Like, been at this for a long time and I'm still not there. So, your journey is so unique to you. And, but with your hard work, you'll get there. You'll get closer. You'll, I don't think anybody truly ever gets there unless they, like, win the Olympia in bodybuilding or they, like, become a world-class record-breaking powerlifter. But, you can get, you can set goals and you can crush them. You can do it. And what it takes is determination. Like, it takes not giving up. It takes doing what you don't want to do, knowing that you have to do it to get to the next step. So I'm just going to end there because I'm rambling. But that is my fitness journey. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. You can tag me. Um, Let me know how the sound quality is on this too. You can rate my podcast if you want. Um, Only if you like it though. No pity rates or reviews or anything like that. And I hope you guys enjoyed episode two. Talk to you next time.